0: Hello and welcome to the Wittenberg Hour, where we explore big questions and discuss that which endures by means of that which has endured that scholars may endure. My name is Jocelyn Benson and I serve as head teacher of Wittenberg Academy. How does Wittenberg Academy help prepare scholars academically? How does Wittenberg Academy help prepare scholars spiritually? How does Wittenberg Academy help prepare scholars socially? Joining us today on the Wittenberg Hour are four Wittenberg Academy alumni who are currently attending college. As these scholars have busy schedules, we actually had to record in two separate sessions. So I am going to give an umbrella welcome to Joanna Douglas Sarah and Nicole. It just so happens that their schedules aligned so that we have two scholars from colleges and two scholars from universities. Not that that makes any difference, but I thought that was kind of funny. Wittenberg Academy is currently celebrating its 10th academic year. One of the things we talk about is that at Wittenberg Academy, we prepare scholars for life in this world and the next. One of the things some of our scholars do in this life is go to college. So we want to ask, how did Wittenberg Academy aid in your preparation for college? Now, to be clear, I want our listeners to know that I ask all of these questions within the context of of the family. Wittenberg Academy exists to aid parents in fulfilling their vocations. And so we would never want to be so bold as to think that everything uh, that has influenced one of our scholars has been solely because of Wittenberg Academy. But hopefully, Lord willing, Wittenberg Academy has been part of the equation. So let's begin. For our first recording, uh, I have the privilege of being joined by Joanna and Douglas. So let's start uh, with Joanna. Joanna, how did Wittenberg Academy help you prepare academically
1: for college? Wittenberg Academy's fast paced learning, especially the reading, helped my time management skills. Wittenberg classes are very flexible as most of your week is on your own schedule, except for the one hour live chats once a week. This means that you have to learn how to be responsible with your time and energy in order to succeed. Similarly, when you're at college, you need to know how to manage many different classes and activities. You're in the classroom multiple times a week, in addition to the studying required by each course. Maybe you play an instrument or you're on a sports team, but you also need time to eat, sleep, and just hang out with your friends. This is the first time you're off on your own, and learning time management before college is a big part of your success. I'm in my first year um, here at Hillsdale College, and in my experience thus far, Wittenberg Academy teaches its students exactly what they need to know before they pursue a higher education. I'm in a couple science classes right now, and the science classes at Wittenberg were as thorough as they needed to be to give me a foundation for my college-level courses. And many of the literature classes at Hillsdale read some of the books that I read for my Padea classes, I was exposed to big conversations with fellow students, which then continued to the dinner table with my family. I know how an academic conversation should go, because Wittenberg Academy provided such good dialogue about classic texts."
0: Now, Joanna, I do have one uh, question, um, and, and Douglas, I'll, I'll get right to you, so, so hang in there. Uh, Joanna, you mentioned that you are reading, and uh, future book lists, I assume, uh, for classes down the road will also include uh, works that you have read at Wittenberg Academy. Do you see that as a, a problem in terms of? Oh, well, I'm uh, here. Here we go again with Plato, or you know, here we go again with you know, fill in the blank. Um, have you seen that as a, a detraction at all from? Um, from your studies?
1: Um, I don't see it as a bad thing necessarily. I enjoy it because it seems like every time I read such rich text, I learn something new because um, here I'm learning from a different professor who maybe has a different view or they glean something different from the text. So every time I'm reading something, you know, right now we're in Plato, I'm loving the connections between different points that maybe weren't as prominent when I read it the first time around at Wittenberg.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome, uh, and this is this is why we read enduring and to use the word you use rich texts um, because. You can read them over and over and over. I mean, none of them are as good as the Bible, so obviously you know we're not going to <laughs> get quite that much um, out at, at the same time as, as we would you know, every time we read scripture, there's there's something more there. But um, these enduring texts, these rich texts, are just in, incredible in that from that perspective that you're always seeing something new. All right, Douglas. Now you're on the hot seat. Uh, how did Wittenberg Academy help prepare you academically for college?
2: Well, there are a number of different factors um, that uh, play into the different ways that I was prepared uh, for college by my uh, high school education. Um, first of all, I would like to say, uh, in response to Joanna, yes, time management and Wittenberg as a whole generally, uh, and very committedly, aids uh, not only the academic development of their scholars, but also the uh, development of their character. And this is done mostly um, through the, the teachers and professors at the Academy, who are all masters of their craft and all wholly dedicated to their students' academic success. Um, I have a little bit of insight into this as my mother is currently teaching for Wittenberg Academy. And I have um, a little bit of insight into uh, the amount of the preparation and um, dedication that goes into each lesson that she prepares. Uh, Wittenberg offers flexibility in courses in order to suit each scholar's interests and needs. Um, this is a huge For parents. This freedom uh, allowed my parents to use Wittenberg Academy to supplement my education in high school with classes like philosophy and quadrivium while teaching literature, Latin, history, and apologetics uh, to me at home. In my senior year, I had the uh, availability to go full time, so I took a full credit load uh, from Wittenberg Academy for my senior year. With courses like music, music three, rhetoric three, and uh, Latin reading. Um, so, in addition to the actual academics of my academic preparation, there were the um, character development portions of my education as well.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, and a, a, a really good point that that you bring up, Douglas, is whereas Joanna was. Uh, a full-time scholar. Uh, for the most part through your time with Wittenberg Academy, you were a part-time scholar until your senior year, uh, but you still saw that benefit going into college in terms of of just the, the academic preparation. Would that be an accurate statement?
2: Absolutely. Um, it, it is um, feasible both ways um, to be either a, a supplement uh, to a already set education form, uh, perhaps a custom, um, education, uh, form by, by your parents and they want to add something to it that Wittenberg offers, um, which I would wholly recommend either way. Um, but I, if I were to go back and do it again, I think I would go 100%, um, and, uh, and just do all of my classes through Wittenberg.
0: Well that is a a high compliment. Uh, Your your parents are fantastic as are uh, as are Joanna's parents so um, it's it's always uh, a high compliment that parents would entrust us with their with their scholars Um, and and so it's a definitely a privilege to to serve in that regard. All right well uh, we're going to plow ahead and attack our next question. Uh, that sounds kind of violent, so I should choose uh, different different words here. But um, Wittenberg Academy, we are in the church militant, so you know we can you can we can use words like this. All right. Uh, so Wittenberg Academy is a Lutheran school. So catechesis, uh, our our teaching of the faith, is integral to teaching and learning. Douglas, I'm going to start with you this time. Um, How did Wittenberg Academy help prepare you spiritually for college?
2: This is a very fascinating point. Um, And one of the most important things, if not the most important thing um, that has been with me through my high school education and is still with me today and uh, will be with me forever. every class in wittenberg and uh this is a question that i've been asked before um, but every and one of the first thing that always comes to mind is that every class online begins with a short devotion following an outline from an LSB hymnal those teachers who are also pastors uh usually not only chant the opening but um uh also, uh, also follow up with, uh, with, with prayer, and this is um, uh, one thing that I miss going to uh, classes today. It's um, that Wittenberg is wholly grounded in its um, attack, as you will, uh, to the um, to the issues to be studied for the day. Um, one of the great things about the form of the classes and the education and homeschooling in general, is the allowance for family time and family devotionals. Um, The other Wittenberg students who are with me at college, uh, at Bethany, uh, all agree with me and say that uh, because of uh, the time management skills that you learn, you have a lot more time at home with your family to study, to do uh, devotions, to read the Bible. and also to do, other, uh, to do other activities as well. And, you, of course, you can't forget that Pastor Bean sends out the uh, family devotional every morning, quite frequently around 3 a.m. <laughs> um, and most importantly, uh, for the academics, all the classes are taught by men and women who are grounded firmly in the faith. A great example of this is philosophy, which is a very... Uh, worldly art, just because of its nature, and reading texts like Nietzsche and Marx um, is done through the enlightenment of Scripture. Through that lens, um, everything is interpreted and brought forth to these scholars.
0: This so as you now approach your classes at Bethany, is that still something, because that has been so, uh, you've, you've been so grounded in this is the lens through which I, I view the world, do you see that as impacting how you view your classes now?
2: Absolutely, that will stick with me um, for, uh, most likely forever, uh, Lord willing. Um my classes uh, at Bethany, uh, being a, a Lutheran school, um, there still is that uh, that lens, but it is not professed quite as clearly as as I would like. Um, there are there are still there, there's still some lack of dedication, and this is something that I will see and that all scholars at Whitmer will see later in you know in their lives uh, that. You can't always count on that lens, and you have to have it for yourself. So I'm very glad and thankful that I've had that developed for me. Yeah, that's
0: that's a really good point. You know, it's it's just like, um, you know, we can't um, we we can't inherit faith uh, from our parents, but our our parents. Teach us the faith, and, and hopefully our, our schools uh, affirm that faith that our our parents are teaching, and then that is is our faith that we live out um, in in fear and trembling as we as we encounter the world, um, most certainly. Absolutely. All right, Joanna. The same question for you. How did Wittenberg Academy help prepare you spiritually for college? Uh,
1: Wittenberg Academy provides a strong Lutheran foundation and worldview for its students. Um, As Doug said, every class begins with prayer, and that is a wonderful habit to get into if you are not in it already. Now, chances are you're not going to a college that is both classical and Lutheran. However, some colleges are close. But here at Hillsdale, I am still receiving the classical education. However, it has been an adjustment to learn without my faith because at Wittenberg, I was used to learning class material and my Lutheran faith together. Um, But Hillsdale is not associated with a particular religion. But through Wittenberg, I learned how to view and how to apply my faith to what I was seeing in the outside world. And I think this critical thinking skill is crucial um, in a secular society.
0: So what does that do for you in terms of conversations that you have with fellow scholars now? You, You guys obviously aren't all Lutheran. And so how does that solid grounding aid you when you're in those conversations with fellow scholars that have a variety of, of different um, denominations or, or beliefs uh, grounding them?
1: Right. Um, it is definitely interesting to talk to other people who are very strong in their faith, just as I am very strong in mine, um, and definitely something that is good to know is how to listen without arguing and knowing how to state your position in a way that does not come off as defensive or attacking someone else's religion. Um, and knowing your apologetics, um, insert pastor being here is a great way to know your faith and know how to, um, speak of it well to others while not losing your Lutheran worldview while listening to theirs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes perfect sense. And this is something that, um, you know, sometimes people might question, okay, well, Joanna, you've been in this Lutheran bubble, you know, going to Wittenberg Academy, Um, you know, how are you going to deal with, you know, uh, sharing your faith or uh, defending your faith—you know, making a good confession—you um, know—is is a Lutheran bubble going to make you soft? Um, that that sort of thing. And I wouldn't see Wittenberg Academy as a Lutheran bubble by any means. But I'm just thinking of of the outside looking in, um, just in terms of of the demographics of our of our student body. And would you would you say that um, being surrounded almost exclusively with Lutherans during your your high school career. Was that a a benefit or a drawback?
1: Um, It was definitely a benefit because we shared the same values and beliefs. um, And because I knew that they held my same values, I could talk to them about anything and know that they would help me and I would not have to kind of culturally dissect what they were telling me, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Something that I have also found interesting here is that some kids are trying all of the different churches and then deciding which church they want to be a part of. Um, And I just find that kind of irritating because I know what the truth is. And I wish, you know, that I could help them see that, God's Word is the truth, and, you know, the whole Bible is the truth, and we're not taking bits and pieces of it, but this is what we believe, and this is why we believe it, and it is very important to have that Lutheran perspective.
0: You know, when you were in Paideia 3, you guys read the entire Book of Concord in 12 weeks. How did, how has that Impacted your ability to proclaim what you can, what you confess.
1: It had a very big impact. Um, the big part of it was that the writings in the Book of Concord were, in a way, written as an argument against someone else, showing why the Lutheran faith is what it is and how it is the unchanged word of god and so it is definitely inspiring to read those and then kind of make my own arguments in a more modern context and then insert those into conversations with others who might not be on the same page that i am
0: so if i could summarize what we've just discussed here since you were surrounded by Lutherans during high school, you were able to really build your arsenal and you didn't have to, maybe for lack of a better term, be on the defensive, right? You exactly. didn't have to constantly be defending what you believe. But now that you have a solid arsenal, now that you are out among Uh, largely among those who are not Lutheran, um, certainly many Christians, but not having um, the pure gospel as Lutherans have, and a right understanding of the law as Lutherans have, now you can utilize that arsenal in a loving way. Would that be a fair summary?
1: Yes, I would agree with that.
2: If I may add to this, absolutely. There's one verse from Proverbs that comes to mind so uh, so quickly for me. Proverbs 27:17, "Iron sharpeneth iron; so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend." I would say that being around Lutherans uh, has been one of the biggest blessings to me and my spiritual development at Wittenberg Academy. But it has been wholly an aid. To both my faith and uh, my my stance um, on the earth here against the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that verse pretty much says it all in terms of why we do what we do, um, and kind of the community that has grown uh, out of out of Wittenberg Academy, and so that really. Uh, beautifully leads us to our last question for today. Wittenberg Academy is an online school. And so sometimes people question whether our scholars can be properly socialized, right? So how did Wittenberg Academy help prepare you socially for college? Joanna, I'm going to start with you.
1: Bravo on the transition there, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is definitely different going from learning with others on a screen to sitting in a classroom watching the professor pace around the front of the room. While it is an adjustment, I knew how to make new friends. When I started Wittenberg Academy and now at college, I was spending time and talking with people that I hadn't known for my whole life. Often people attend elementary school, middle school, high school, all with the same classmates. Getting to know someone online and in person starts much the same way. Everyone has their favorite icebreaker questions and developing new relationships will form your own group or family wherever you are. I still keep in contact with my friends at Wittenberg and they are now making new friendships at their colleges. And it's just amazing to watch us grow as people. Bringing it back to religion a little bit, uh, Wittenberg Academy has taught me the importance of seeking Lutheran fellowship. I love the relationships that I built at Wittenberg. We are all tied together in our faith. I knew that I wanted to find that at college, and the Lutherans I found at Hillsdale are wonderful people as well. It is nice to know that there are others out in the world who hold the same beliefs. In fact, I found some fellow Wittenbergers here who, We didn't have any classes together in high school but it's nice to know that we had shared values before we came to hillsdale and uh friendship has flowed naturally from that
0: that is fantastic i never worry about our scholars being able to interact with the world and i mean you, you guys understand when I say this. I mean, you just watch the chat box, and you know you guys are going to be fine.
1: <laughs> we are not the antisocial introvert homeschool kids,
0: <laughs> by no means. You look, you look that up in the dictionary. There is definitely not a picture of a Wittenberg Academy scholar. I love it. All right, Douglas. I know you've always been uh, shy and reserved. Um, but how did Wittenberg Academy, and I say that tongue in cheek, um, Mm -hmm. those who don't know you, I I need to clarify that. Um, but how did Wittenberg Academy help prepare you socially for college?
2: Well, um, there are a few things that come to mind right away. Uh, firstly, because of the outline of the class, um, and, uh, among the other uh, character traits that I was taught by, uh. Wittenberg Academy's format uh, for example the, uh, the time management skills that were mentioned before Wittenberg also taught me how to ask for help when I need it a skill I'm very glad I have today uh, when I have a question for a professor um, in Wittenberg you had to make a, a more so of an effort than just raising your hand you had to uh, go and have to write out the question which made me uh, think about what I was going to and I think that was uh, very good because um, not only with uh, teachers and professors did I have to do this, but also when I went and uh, made uh, some of the best friends that I uh, still have to this day and probably will have for a very long time. Um, also, Wittenberg, uh, uh, also, uh, one of the benefits of Wittenberg Academy's uh, format is that it allows for more time at home and for other uh, activities that uh, public or uh, brick and mortar schools don't. Um, because at a brick and mortar school, uh, you uh, have five days where you are in school until most likely two or three or four o'clock. Um, and then you go home with the uh, to do. Whereas at Wittenberg, you have your own uh, uh, you are managing your own workload. Um, so it teaches you to, uh, to get things done in, in an expeditious manner. And, um, and that allowed me to take up uh, fencing at a local club. Um, that allowed me to um, go, and, uh, go and work. It allowed me to go and uh, do a number of things that I would not have had time to do if I were at a school, and finally, um, and Joanna, I'm kind of surprised you didn't at least name drop it. But there's the Wittenberg Family Retreat. Uh, the peers who I interact with over the um, uh, over the Zoom classes, over the chats, over email, uh, we all get together and we have a great time at the Wittenberg Family Retreat uh, once a year, and that's it's a
1: highlight of the year.
2: It certainly is. It's, it's the one thing we all look forward to. And even after college, um, I'm still planning on going back uh, just uh, just to go and meet up with everybody again. Um, so the, f- the friendships that are made through Wittenberg are very long-lasting and um, just as true, in my opinion, as somebody who you met first time uh, face-to-face. And uh, going to... Uh, as a final note, going to in-person learning at college was, was very easy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic point. And both of you brought up wonderful points in terms of the way that you were formed, not only in your families, um, but also uh, with the aid of, of Wittenberg Academy. And I just have to say that, and and hopefully you guys know this, um, but I am extremely proud of you guys and uh, look forward to staying in touch with you guys. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, I look forward to, well, I'm kind of old, but uh, I mean, you know, Plato was one of my near and dear friends growing up, uh, but I do look forward uh, to meeting your grandchildren, you know, someday down the road um, as as God gives you spouse and children um, in, in His timing and uh, at His will. So uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for joining me today. And God's richest blessings to you as you continue this first year of college.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Benson, for giving us the opportunity to talk to you and um, for giving us great friendships with each other.
0: worth repeating for episode 62 is once again an opportunity for us to examine how words have changed. So, as is our practice, we are going to begin with Webster's 1828 Dictionary, and we're going to look at the word college. So, college, Webster says, is In its primary sense, a collection or assembly, hence an assemblage or society of men invested with certain powers and rights, performing certain duties or engaged in some common employment or pursuit. In definition two, he goes into more particulars, an assembly for a political or ecclesiastical purpose. So you think of the College of Cardinals, for example, or Sacred College. Uh, In Russia, he says, the denomination college is given to councils of state, courts, or assemblies of men entrusted with the administration of the government and called Imperial College the College of Foreign Affairs or the College of War, etc., etc. You are looking at an assembly for a particular political or ecclesiastical purpose. He goes on to say, In Great Britain and the United States of America, a society of physicians is called a college. So also there are colleges of surgeons. And in Britain, a college of philosophy, a college of heralds, a college of justice, etc. Colleges of these kinds are usually incorporated or established by the supreme power of the state. He goes on in definition three to describe an edifice appropriated to the use of students who are acquiring the languages or sciences. Definition four, he gives as the society of persons engaged in the pursuits of literature, including the officers and students. Societies of this kind are incorporated and endowed with revenues. And finally, definition five, in foreign universities, a college is a public lecture. So that is Webster's 1828 dictionary. Now let's take a look at our New American Oxford, New Oxford American Dictionary, excuse me. And college definition, just two definitions. College is an educational institution or establishment in particular. 1. Providing higher education or specialized professional or vocational training. And definition 2. An organized group of professional people with particular aims, duties, and privileges. So you can obviously see the connection between these two definitions. You can see how things have changed. In modern parlance, college is used most often to describe an educational institution rather than necessarily a collection of men invested with certain powers, performing certain duties, or engaged in some common employment or pursuit. Now, the question that we could have is, When we think of college today, do we think of college as a place or a group of people? So in other words, if I were to say state teachers college, for example, am I talking about a place where people go or am I talking about the people who are there for a common purpose. What do we think of when we think of college? Today's book worth reading brings us to an essay entitled Colleges and Universities from In Defense of Tradition, Collected Shorter Writings of Richard M. Weaver. We've been in this volume before, and I guarantee we will return to it many a time. But as we have been pondering college, I thought I would bring our attention to this particular essay. Weaver begins, quote, For American colleges and universities, 1954 was a year of continuing crisis. Problems of financial support, of enrollment, and of basic educational philosophy mark the present as a period of transition during which the nature of our institutions of higher learning may be determined for a long while to come. Most of the financial problem now plaguing the colleges and universities originated in the decade 1940 to 1950, which was characterized by economic inflation and low interest rates. Many institutions had depended heavily upon income from endowment invested in bonds, and these two economic developments had the effect of cutting the purchasing power of such income by 50%. The result was equivalent to a loss of one half of the assets which were expected to sustain them, and this at a time when enrollment was tending to increase rather than decrease. As a consequence, most instinctions in this category have been driven to the unpleasant expedient of raising more money from students in the form of tuition. The new difference in tuition costs between private and public colleges and universities must be regarded as creating an unfortunate kind of differential. These facts explain why some of our celebrated universities have felt for years that they have their backs to the wall financially. Weaver goes on to discuss this more in depth and looks at enrollment, and looks at men and women and the enrollment statistics. And then he continues forth to think think and ponder, why do we have universities? Why do we have, in particular, different colleges within universities? He concludes... And I won't give you all the meat of his essay. You're going to have to go out and read it. And I would highly encourage you to get a hold of this volume if you have not yet. He concludes by saying, education at any level is a controversial subject. In times of special anxiety and insecurity, it is natural for people to want to scrutinize the educators to see whether they are doing the right sort of thing. Virtually all of our, college, of our colleges and universities welcome this kind of review, but they desire at the same time sympathetic help with their problems. Some of these problems have now reached an acute stage, but they are not insoluble. A happy solution depends much upon public appreciation of the fact that all education is at base a discipline, and that in this realm, as in others, one gets what one is willing to to pay for. So far, Richard M. Weaver, from his essay, Colleges and Universities from In Defense of Tradition, Collected Shorter Writings of Richard M. Weaver. As you read that essay, ponder, does Weaver have something to say to us today as we ponder the state of colleges and universities the state of higher education in general. It's always good to ponder, and Weaver is a good one to inspire pondering. Thank you for joining us today for the Wittenberg Hour. Be sure to subscribe to the Wittenberg Hour so as to not miss an episode. If you would like to learn more about Wittenberg Academy, please visit our website at wittenbergacademy.org. You can like and follow Wittenberg Academy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next time on the Wittenberg Hour.